morning. Good morning. Good morning, Palm Coast, Florida. How are we today? I hope this finds you all very, very well. And all is super well on this end. Got a lot of talk about on this show. So it's me solo again. Um, and uh, I want to thank everyone, man, for some good feedback. I've really been getting some pretty cool feedback, which is really neat. So if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. This is called On the Green, and I am Paul Tretner. I am a longtime resident of Palm Coast since 1990. Been a PJ member for 25 years. So this show is all about local community. And then we reach out to some, you know, kind of famous guests. Heck, we've had Jan Stevenson on our show here, not in studio. And we also had Cindy Morgan from Caddyshack on air. So, you know, hey, we're trying to do some really good stuff for you in the local community. So anyway, Rory, how about Rory resigning from the PGA Tour Policy Board? We're going to talk about that. Camilo Villegas, great win Sunday. Congratulations, Camilo. First time in, oh, God, I don't know how many years. But you may know his story, his his little girl, had passed away, and we're going to talk about that. Um, um, she had a, a disease there uh, several years ago. I, I don't know all the facts. I should know that. But anyway, I'm so happy for him. Everyone is so happy for Camilo. Congratulations. Also, uh, you know, Tiger Woods has got a new league that's going to be starting. It's indoors, and it's at, going to be at the SoFi Stadium in Palm Beach. And I don't know if you heard, but the ceiling, the roof collapsed on that. So we're going to talk a little bit about Tiger's indoor um, league that he's got going on. But first off, let's shout out to Jack Rossheim. Jack is our junior that we are following consistently. Jack and my son went to preschool together from three years old. I've told this story. My They both go to Father Lopez. My son does the baseball. Jack does the golf. He shot 72-77 last weekend in Boca Raton. Congratulations, Jack. Finished third. Excellent play. I guess the winner shot out of four or five under or something like that. Isn't that amazing? 15 years old, they're, they're shooting those type of numbers. It's, it really is. So, you know, I want to also give a shout out to all the parents that, you know, support their kids for this travel sports and whatever it is, cheerleading. I know, you know, we're doing travel baseball and it takes a lot of time, a lot of money. A lot of effort to do that. So uh, Kristen and Joe Rossheim, they are the parents of Jack, good friends of ours. They own, uh, you name it, you name it, embroidery over there uh, right here in Palm Coast. If you need something, go see them. But Joe and Kristen travel all over Florida and for their son. And for all you listening, grandparents included, that go out and do so much for your grandchildren and kids, thank you very much. It really takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. So... Uh, thank you for that. Hey, so last show, I told you I was playing in the tournament, and we did. We played in a little tournament down at the Riviera Country Club down there in Holly Hill, Ormond Beach area. Uh, there was 21 of us, and the requirement, you have to be a PGA member for 25 years. And um, so there was 21 of us, and we had a great time. We finished second, our team. I had Steve Roberts who is a longtime friend of mine, PGA member since the early 90s, and John Signer, another fantastic PGA member that um, him and I used to play a lot of golf. So we wind up finished tied for second, and uh, really neat to see some, some guys that I haven't seen in a while. Who was there? How about Slugger White? Who's Slugger White? 
Go Google him. Slugger was the PJ Tour rules official for many, many, many years. Used to wear the um, that one uh, like a cowboy hat. Okay, so he was very noticeable. And I believe Slugger went down to the Live uh, League, so he's with them right now. Uh, so Slugger, good to see you, Craig Smith. Craig Smith was one of my first speakers in 1991 in my PGA orientation down at Rockledge. But good to see you, Craig. Uh, it was really a lot of fun. And what we were doing also was celebrating the life of, of Jan. Uh, Jan was our secretary at uh, the North Florida PGA for many, many years. And she did so much for us. And, uh, you know, she passed away uh, last month. And it was a celebration of her life. And um, so, Jan, rest in peace, young lady. And thank you for all you did for us. So, folks, Riviera Country Club, if you haven't played it, if you're new in the area maybe, or, you know, hey, you've lived there for whatever and you haven't played it, go down and check it out. It's really an – it's a 1953 golf course. It opened up in 53. It's owned by um, Eric Myers. Eric and his son Ryan now run it. Eric is just fantastic. I've known Eric for 30-something years. And uh, it's a great little golf course. Again, old school, similar to like Donald uh, Palatka out there in uh, Donald Ross course. But um, no tee time. So if you want to go play there, you just kind of show up and put your name down and then and then you go from there. So uh, support the local guys uh, and gals. I really want us to we all know that supporting the local golf courses, supporting the, supporting the local restaurants and businesses is so important to us. So uh, one other store that's very important for us to um, support, Golf USA. Look, if you need grips done, you know, right here next to Lowe's over there is Ted Baker. He does great work for grip repair shaft repair anything dave the owner of golf usa has got some great deals so this christmas if you're looking for some stuff look here go right to golf usa try to support our local business we'd love to you know keep this the local businesses cruising so um so yeah let's go back before we go on break let's go back and talk about rory and camillo and the uh sofi stadium okay um so rory is just i guess had enough of the PGA Tour policy board, you know, and look, he's got a young family and, you know, there's five guys on the board, Tiger included. So he just resigned, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of negativity going on with the live golf and the PGA Tour and so forth. Don't know the whole story. It just happened Tuesday on the 14th of November. So we'll, I'm sure we're going to hear more of that. But again, Camilo Villegas, congratulations, man. He was the gentleman, Camilo Villegas, he won uh, there in uh, Bermuda. Where, where was I think it was Bermuda and uh, hasn't won in like 10 years. You know, that's golf. Folks, if we play golf, we know how it goes. It goes in its it's ups and downs. It really is. So um, just played great golf. Everyone just a really solid win. He was the guy that used to do the spider. If you remember, if you look or Google like a research Camilo Villegas reading a putt, he would get as low as he could to the button surface. And the lower you get to the putting surface, you see the breaks and the contour in the surface and the green. So, so that's why you see players get, you know, as low as they can to read a putt. So Camilo was so flexible. <laughs> he would actually, it's really weird. You got to see it. So Google Camilo Villegas reading a putt, doing the spy. They called it the spider or something like that. Pretty cool. But anyway, congratulations, Camilo. 
Uh, Sophie Stadium. So, yeah, I guess Tiger Woods is starting this new league with Rory, a couple of the guys. It's going to be indoors. It's going to be a simulator. But they're down at, uh, what are are they down there? Like West Palm Beach, I think they are. Uh, Palm Beach. It's the Palm Beach State College. That's where they're having the actual event. And I guess they, you know, the roof was up on this stadium and then the power went out. And for some reason it, uh, it collapsed. So anyway, it's supposed to start up in January. It's a lot of talk, a lot of unknowns. I mean, is it going to be a lot of fun? It's indoors. So I'm sure it's going to be exciting. Um, but anyway, it's, it's the, the, the TGL league is, is new professional golf league combining advanced technology with top players from the PJ tour for a two hour weekly competition in prime time. So I guess it's going to be weekly, a couple hours and whew, let's go check it out. Let's see, see how it is. You know, we're all for it. We love golf so much that we're, uh, we're, we're into watching anything related to it and see how it goes. I hope it, I hope it's successful. Of course, you know, anything with golf, I hope is, is successful. So, uh, so going back to the Riv, um, real quick, I want to just give a, a story because there was also a gentleman who I met there who I'm going to get on the show. His name is Terry Stiltner. He's from Niagara. Well, he was down here and, um, he went back up to Ni- Niagara, but he came back down and I seen him for the first time in about 25 years yesterday or Tuesday. Um, but anyway, the story goes like this. Here it is. 1995. I'm going to give 30 second story. It's kind of fun. Steve Roberts, the guy I played with, Chris Moore, who used to be the head pro at Halifax Plantation. Many of you who have been here know Chris. Terry Stiltner, who was back in town yesterday, who was seeing him, and Donnie Clem. Donnie Clem works down at the Riv teaching golf for juniors. All five of us, including myself, we drove from Volusia Mall. This is 1995. We drove from Volusia Mall to Boston, Massachusetts, one way. All of us, all five of us, and we had just an absolute blast. We were up there for a PGA seminar, and uh, <laughs> it was great. So Steve and I played yesterday, uh, Tuesday, and we just had so many stories that we we, we uh, memorized, you know, or remembered from from that trip. It was really really cool. So, uh, but anyway, look, we're going to take just a couple minute break here. Don't go nowhere. Stay right there. We got uh, Paul's positive approaches coming up. And then I do have a little rant I want to go off on. Not not much. 30 seconds. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF. Welcome back to On the Green with Paul Treadner. I am Paul Treadner, and uh, I'm here for you anytime I teach most of my golf at Grand Reserve, which is right there in Benel off US 1. And if you haven't played Grand Reserve, you need to do so. It's excellent. Rick Herman, Ray Peterson, they do a great job over there. The greens are always rolling good. We've got new bunkers going in. Um, so, again, local. Uh, of course, we've got so many great golf courses right here. So stay local. 
buy local merchandise. They got some. In fact, Grand Reserve, kudos to um, Brian Hill. Brian is the general manager for uh, Grand Reserve, which is owned by Capstone Golf. Mike Pullen, up in St. Augustine, uh, owns also um, St. Augustine Shores. He also owns a great golf course in the Panhandle, Tiger Point. So three excellent golf courses in Grand Reserve. In Tiger Point, which is way up in a panhandle, so it's, you know, that's four hours away or whatever. But if you're up in that area, give it a shot. And also St. Augustine Shores. Now, St. Augustine Shores is up there off of US-1, and it is just busy, 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 but a great little kind of an executive course. I mean, there's short par fours and so forth, but really a cool little golf course. But uh, anyway, I just want to give kudos and shout out to Grand Reserve, Capstone Golf, Mike Pullen, and Brian. Brian, they just fixed up the pro shop at Grand Reserve. They got new merchandise. Go check it out. It's really nice. I'm telling you, it, it is. So if you need some Christmas presents or anything like that, I know us golfers, we all have about 64 shirts in our closet. So that's <laughs> something we don't, probably don't need anymore. But um, so here it is. Ready? Here's the question as a golf professional that we get asked quite a bit. Ready? Here it is. Paul, why can't I play good two days in a row? How can I play great Monday and Tuesday? It, it's I can't even break an egg. That's an expression, break an egg. It feels so different, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Here are my two solid answers to that. The number one reason why I believe that it's difficult to put two rounds together is our rhythm or tempo, rhythm and tempo, changes. That's it. I really believe that is the number one reason. And you're like, oh, okay. If we look at the tour players, that's all they do every day is they play and their swing is very consistent, okay? If our rhythm changes from day to day, what is affected mostly is what's called the transition. The transition is from your backswing to your downswing. That transition, if you swing too fast, let's say on the backswing, is going to be literally affected. You know, you're going to lose kind of maybe control of the club head a little bit. So your rhythm is really, really super important, okay? The rhythm of the swing. And I'll be honest with you, and y'all are saying, you know, hey, okay, that's great from Monday to Tuesday. What about front nine to back nine? And it's true. How many times was I at the golf course at Cypress Knoll where when you made the turn, you came through the shop. You got a glass of water or whatever, you know, hit the head, whatever it is. Um, and someone would say, Paul, I had my best front nine. You know, and I, I look at them and go like, good luck on the back. Because what happens is if you get too high on something on that score, then you kind of feel like you need to do the same. And what happens is mentally, you know, we just get different. We try to swing maybe harder or we start protecting. Let me talk about protecting. All right. Let's go back to 1994. Quick story. This is really important. If you're a golfer, you're going to get this. I'm playing in a pro-am. I'm the pro. I've got three amateurs. They're my friends. Bobby, two Bobbies, and this other guy, I forget. I just miss Eagle on a first hole. It's par five. I uh, make birdie. I par two. I birdie three. I par four. So I'm two under after four. I birdie five. I birdie six. I birdie seven. I'm five under par after seven holes. This is a factual information. My buddy Bobby looks at me, grabs me, and goes, dude, you are going to shoot low 60s. (laughs) 
you all are laughing right now because you know the rest of the story. I felt like there was a noose around my neck for the rest, rest of the round. So I double bogeyed eight. I double bogeyed nine to shoot one under, which is still very good. But you know that the, 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 the momentum is, is done. And I think I shot like 75 or six for the day. What was I doing? What did I do differently? Well, mentally, I started steering the ball. I, w- I didn't let it go like you normally do. That's it. I'm just going to keep it as simple as I can. I'm not going to it's, – it's, I was steering the, my driver instead of just letting it go. I'm trying to protect. You don't want to protect. As soon as you start protecting, then you get defensive and you're – you know, you get that. You don't swing as hard, so maybe the club face is open, et cetera. So to answer our questions on, hey, Paul, why – why can I not play great one day and then the next day? So, again, it's the rhythm of our golf swing. And then mentally, I've said it before on the show, you have to keep – okay, so we have to be thinking about something when we take the club back. Okay, so for example, with me on my driver, I am solely thinking of my shoulder turn going all the way back. So that has to be my, my thought process when I take my club back. Do I think of it all the time? No, and that's I'm guilty of it as well. So we all have to really try to be in a moment and make sure that we are um, thinking of the right, and I say the right thing. We have to figure out what makes you swing. So when I give a lesson and someone hits a good shot, I do this all the time. We'll stop and I'll say, hey, Jim, as an example, hey, Jim, let me ask you, you just hit that good. Was there anything different in your thought process? Did, did you feel anything different? And then you kind of get their feeling on that. And that's what you want to try to establish for my students. I, I try to establish the best thought process to take the club back. Last week, we talked about how important the first foot, the first 12 inches of our backswing are. Very, very important. And you have to be rotating, you know, your shoulders. That's a whole nother, you know. Get your shoulders and arms all working together. So your last thought process is so very, very important. And, folks, Putton. Uh, we're going to talk about Camilo Villegas, okay? Uh, Putton. Are you a good putter? One thing I've always known with amateurs is if I ask any amateur, what's the best part of your game? What do you think their answer is? It's Putton. Everyone thinks they're a good putter, which it's part of the game where, you know, anyone can do it. You know, you could be 100 years old and be able to putt because it's not, you know, physical strength per se. It's more of, uh, you know, finding out the speed, the direction, and so forth. So my recommendation to everybody, too, is to try to have as much confidence that you can in your putting. That means you go to the putting green, you start off from two-footers, try to make those two-foot putts. Then you go to three-footers and you make them. Every time you see the ball roll in the hole, your confidence in your mojo, in your thought process. And as we know, no matter what we do, confidence is very, very important. So, so confidence, that's the number one thing. And putting, if you're not a good putter, it's really tough to play good golf. So really try to get yourself so you're getting to the putting green. Pine Lakes, by the way, has got a bad rap in the last couple months, but I'm going to say that the golf course is looking really, really good. So, you know, if you had played there six months ago and it wasn't in good shape, go revisit them right now. And again, going back to local, seriously, guys, support the local clubs. Why do I say that? All right, if Pine Lakes fails, which Matanzas did, 
the real estate value in, the, in that community is not going to hold up all that great. I mean, it may be fine. It may not be. I mean, uh, you know, it all depends. So really try to support the golf courses. Um, I'm really going local on this radio show today. So, so there we are. Now, um, I am going to just talk a little bit about something. So I've been doing the show here, um, and I'm grateful, really grateful for doing the show to relay some stuff. But uh, I want to take just a, a couple minutes here to just talk a little bit about something, you know. Um, and I'm just going to talk for one or two minutes. That's it on this. And it has nothing to do with golf, but it has something that I think that all of us are maybe a little bit annoyed at, and I am. And this, uh, okay, I'm going off on a little rant. I've been driving a vehicle since about 1982. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've never seen such poor driving in my life. And, okay, there's a reason why I'm talking about this. I'm using this platform because my wife and I, I drive so much. I drive on 95 every day back and forth to Father Lopez. And if you text and drive, can I just please ask you to stop? I mean, I, I know this is just something that's been going on for a while, but I'm just at the point now where it's, it's really scary. If you've driven down 95 lately, do you see the skid marks going off the road? It's just, and I'm telling you, it's coming from the phone. And uh, I'm not saying I'm 100% never, ever talking on the phone, but 100% when my son or my family's in the car, my phone goes in my glove, in my little center console. Um, if there were any police, here's my question to everyone out there right now. Because look here, I was driving here today. There was a car in the left lane, okay? She was on a phone going under the speed limit. So my point is this, please, I know this is a golf show and I'm just ranting because it just, um, it's frustrating. And look how many accidents there are now. This young lady, 18 years old, crashed coming off of 95. Just the other day, last week, okay? Sure, she may have been going fast and missed a turn, whatever. No, no, no. I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards something else, okay? Distraction, it's called distraction. So if there are any police officers out there listening, and understand some, I grew up with police officers. My dad was a cop for 28 years. I have seen the repercussions of your dad being a cop. We've had bricks thrown through our window from people my dad gave uh, tickets to. All I'm saying is this, folks. My wife drives so much on 95, and I just, I'm asking just everyone, please, if you're a police officer, would you please ask Sheriff Staley to, to maybe um, – just see about making an emphasis on no phones in the hands. That's it. That's my rant. Okay. And it's my first rant ever on this show, but I think it's important because I think it's something that um, there is no sense of urgency for, for not using the phone. Everyone drive down the road. It's crazy. Does everyone remember click it and ticket? That was a campaign that's been going on. And why don't we do no phone, whatever. And if you if a police officer sees you on the phone, you get pulled over. That's it. That's my rant. And I'm just because I drive so much and I see it. It's so predominant. And I'm just scared. Frankly, I'm scared of my wife driving and, and uh, with these crazy drives. We seen. OK, I went to pick up my son the other day last week. There was an accident. The guy hit the back of a truck there. I mean, it's just crazy. So. That's it. That is my rant for today, and that's my last rant. But I'm just going to say, if you text and drive, please reconsider. There's other people on the road, and you need to have all eyes on the road. That's it. I'm ending it. Um, so back to golf. And what I'd like everyone to do, if you have any questions on this beautiful game that we play, 
I want you to take down my email address and I want you to email me any questions you have or any golf courses maybe you're looking to play that you need advice. My email is P as in Paul, Tretner, T-R-E-T-T-N-E-R at PGA.com. Shoot me a text. And also, if you – I want to try to get local um, accomplishments on the radio show. So if you know of uh, your friend got a hole-in-one or this or that or an eagle or won the club championship, I do have, you know, all the golf courses know I've got the golf show. So text me or, you know, call me or email me and let me know. But uh, I really appreciate you all coming on the show. I love to hear when I'm in the store and someone says, hey, nice job on the show. It's really, really cool. Um, so with that said, uh, keep the phones down. <laughs> That's remember Bob Barker on, uh, what was Bob Barker's show again? It was, uh, uh, oh God, but he would always say, keep your pets neutered and spaded after every single show. It was funny. That was, uh, let's make a deal. Was that? No, it wasn't. Let's make a deal. But anyway, y'all have a great week. I look forward to getting any, uh, emails or any phone calls or any texts. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF.